Hello and welcome to the OC Relevance Podcast. My name is Marcel Hall. I want to thank you for listening. You know, what we do here on the OC Relevant is have short interview devotionals on topics that are relevant to us all. So we have different speakers, highlight God's principles and ways that can impact all aspects of our lives. And I'm so, so excited about our guest today, and that is Tracy Miner. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege to be here. Now, Tracy, I know you, and I know you have a lot of fans, but if you can go ahead and uh, share a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, my husband and I, and along with three of our four kids, um, live in Orange County. We've only been here just a little bit. I think I want to say that we started in September. My goodness, just feels like it's gone so fast. So, um, but we have been disciples, G and I, for over 25 years, and we've been in the ministry for about 20 of those. Well, let's get right into it. There is a lot going on in the world. There always has been, and especially in 2020, uh, there was a lot going on, but the year has changed, but still the tension, the uh, drama has maybe continued, or some might argue uh, has even intensified. And so it feels like there's so much hate, evil, injustice uh, all around us these days. Have you felt that? And if so, how has that affected you? Oh, I certainly have felt that. And, um, you know, I, I am just like anybody else watching kind of, I feel like I'm watching the world around me, I don't know, come to a boil or something like that. Like something has happened as of late that... And maybe it's just how much we see it, how much we hear about it, but it just feels like the hate um, is just taking over all over. And it really has left me probably for the first time in my life, really kind of doubting that biblical, um, well, truth that you can overcome evil with good. And so I have, I've really kind of taken a step back and really had to think about this and pray about it a lot. And I was thinking um, that it, it doesn't surprise me because that, you know, if you remember in Isaiah, he says, um, in, it's Isaiah 5, it says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And I think that it sort of is a, um, I'm sh- it was relevant in that day, but I feel like it's relevant today when, you know, it feels like all that's good is considered evil and all that's evil is considered good. So that, that it's sort of, it makes me think, you know what, um, this is not new to God. This may be new to me, but this is not new to God. And it is something that I should probably figure out um, how to deal with and how to deal with faithfulness. Um, you know, one of the things that really helps me is when I start to get this overwhelming, you know, sinking feeling, um, you know, this can happen so quickly to me too. Like I can get up, I'm doing great. I've had a quiet time, you know, yes, God, God's awesome. It's going to be awesome today. And then I go on, you know, maybe Facebook or Instagram or something and just within a minute, I'm in the pit of despair, you know, Um, I just think what is going on, because maybe I'll hear something new, or, 
then something will be posted in a way I'm like, what? You know, and it just takes me down so quickly. And it has helped me to remember, um, I don't know, it gets so complicated, but I think where it really starts for me is when I start to get that overwhelming, you know, thing is that I really am responsible only for me. And I have to just kind of go, okay, wait, this whole world, this big thing, this, all this stuff's going on. Okay. Hang on. Press pause. Hang on a second. Wait, I got to bring my mind back and think about what, how do I help? In the, Cause I'll start with how can I, what can I do? What can I do? Cause I'm sort of a passionate, like, oh my gosh, you know, I can, I'm absolutely one of those people that has, you know, buyer's remorse and stuff because I get so excited. Oh, I'll buy that. And later on, I'm like, what were you thinking? You know, and I'll, I'll speak, you know, I'll say something or I'll, put, you know, I'll, I'll repost something or do. And then I think, why did I do that? Cause you know, I'm a fast mover. I'm going to make, so I make a lot of mistakes doing that. So I think over the years, God has taught me, you know, wait, hang on, slow down, slow down. So I will sort of take myself back and the scripture, honestly, for this has been, I've, this has been one of my favorite scriptures forever, but it was really applies today. And it's Psalm 131. And I think it says it best, honestly, in the, um, I think it's called the, the official Jewish Bible, or um, I can't remember the, the name of that, but it says, um, my heart is not proud. I don't set my sight too high. I don't take part in great affairs or in wonder for, or in wonders far beyond me. No, I keep myself calm and quiet like a little child on its mother's lap. I keep myself like a little child. Israel, put your hope in God from now on and forever. And another version, it says, like a weaned child with its mother is my soul within me. And what that says to me is like, I've got to take responsibility for the condition of my soul. Because I get all this angst and all this worry and all this stuff going on. And really, I have to, you know, it's kind of like an infant crying out, you know, like, wait, something's wrong, something's wrong. And I have to be the parent of my own soul in that situation and just kind of go, no, 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 you're going to be okay. All is well, all is well, all will be well. God says it, believe it. You know, I'm sort of taming myself and um, I see it like it's my responsibility to be able to still and quiet my own soul within me by putting once again, my faith in God realizing that he's the only constant. He's the only thing that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the only one that really there's answers in forevermore. He is the only I am. So I have to take responsibility for that for myself. That's me putting my own oxygen mask on. So it's not that I'm not going to help anybody else. It's just that I got to get that spiritual oxygen to my soul first regain my composure in my soul before I'm ready to help anybody. I know that we are all trying to find that balance between keeping our personal peace, yet not burying our heads in the sand and, and want to be part of the solution. So how do you deal with that tension? Oh my gosh, I hate that tension. So, you know, because I feel like there's so many opinions about what it would look like to be involved. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, I feel so shamed by Facebook so many times because, you know, I'll go on there and, you know, there's those posts that's like, 
repost this or you're not really an American or repost this or you're not really my friend. <laughs> repost this or you're not a Christian, you know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, if I'm not going to that rally or doing it this way or speaking up that way. And I'm like, wow, how am I supposed to do this? As a matter of fact, um, I think I'm supposed to learn how to swim in this, but I don't really know how to do it. And so um, I think the thing that comes that, that I always bring myself back to is that I'm not going to, I'm not going to try every, every time I try to think on a macro level, like, you know, because you see all the injustices in the world, all the evil, all the stuff, all the time. First of all, I don't even know if our human brains were designed to take in this much information about the world. Um, I've said that for actually a decade, and now I really am like wondering because I just don't know if we were meant to know everything that's going on in India and Africa and LA and Orange County. I mean, I just don't know. But I think what I try to do is I go, I need to be aware enough um, that I am not a, um, I don't know, just sort of like ignoring the problems of the world. Um, Christians are not meant to ignore. Okay, so I know that for sure. We are absolutely supposed, we are not just supposed to be. The church is the light of the world. The church is the solution. Jesus is the answer. Okay, so I start from what I know is truth, and that is truth. So how do I let myself be a part of that? Well, first, I stop trying to think about the, the macro level, and I bring everything back to a micro level. Um, I cannot cure the, you know, hunger and, and enough drinking water for everybody and all the racial injustice that's surely going on and all of the, uh, all the millions of abortions that are happening, the, all, all of this crazy you know, stuff that really comes back to hurting people. And I can't, I can't fix those problems. I go micro. I step away from the macro. I go micro. What is in my world? Because I absolutely know that Romans 12, 21 says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So I know that that is truth. That means I can overcome evil with good. So I kind of have to take it upon myself to go as far as it depends on me, where I live, the person in front of me, the person beside me, my neighbor to the right, my neighbor to the left, um, my community in general, the people I see at the grocery store, whoever comes into contact with me has to come into contact with Jesus, has to come into contact with compassion and love and courtesy and kindness. And so I I really take that seriously. Like when people say, what are you doing? I go, that is what I'm doing. And I, I almost don't appreciate being looked at as if that's nothing, <laughs> please. Um, you know, I, I feel like I believe that changing the world one person at a time is Jesus's way. I, I think it was modeled for us. I don't think, I don't think there's a better way. Um, I think it's always a micro level. I think that raising my own children and showing them love and kindness, that is, I'm the only one that can do that. No one else can raise my children at, with the love of the mom. So I have to take that really seriously. I mean, um, I think another thing that I do is I limit my, I limit the amount of unproductive uh, information. Okay. So for example, I, I get the skim 
which is basically just the headlines a little bit. And yes, it is a slant. There's a slant. Uh, I've human beings are slanted. <laughs> They're just slant. I mean, I, it cracks me up. Like you think you're going to find someone completely objective. No one is objective. Just know that everyone has a slant and be okay with it. So, you know, I, I read the skim. It gives me kind of basically what's happened that day. And then um, I severely limit all time on any social media because I don't see it as a productive outlet. Um, I, and, and mainly, I just see a lot of unwholesome talk coming out of people's mouths. And I don't think it's things they would say if they had to see anyone face to face. And so that really, uh, that sends, that's alarms for me, as well as the jealousy that, that, that I feel in my own soul and I see around me um, like that. So I, I try to stay away from that because I feel like it puts you in an echo chamber because of course you surround yourself with people that think like you do. So then you keep hearing people saying the same things your brain would say over and over and over. So you're in this echo chamber and then you get more angry and more angry, and more set in your ways or whatever. So I try to avoid that on a very practical level. And then I just do, I, I try to, um, I try to encourage somebody every day. I try to study the Bible with as many people as possible. I try to keep myself busy doing good, to overcome evil with good. I keep myself busy doing good, serving, cooking for my family, um, taking them places, talking to people, listening to people, um, leading them to Jesus, planning things that people can do to, to connect with God and always giving myself to that. That is my plan. <laughs> That's my plan. My plan is not to join this organization or do this rally or, you know, stand up or whatever. I'm every day, every hour committing myself to doing good. You know, I want to go back to one of the things you said right there about the micro and the macro. What would happen if we all did our micro part? How might that influence the macro? right? <laughs> we would become the macro. And I think that's the way we're supposed to be. I mean, if you even think about how, how matter is made of atoms, they're so tiny that you can't see them. But then they create a table that I can put my computer on it. You know, they create something I can sit on. It's crazy that the, even in the design of God, I think that's what God meant in Romans 1, where it says that, 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 that his work and his handiwork is evident by the things that we see in nature. You know, I think that that's the way he intended it. We are all tiny atoms on this planet. And when we are working for the good, we can create something that is bigger than all of us, Right. But if we start with the result, if we start with what we, we think we're looking for, first of all, what we don't even know what we're looking for. We don't even know what to expect. So it's crazy that we would start backwards like that. We think we know it would look like this, but actually God does more than we could ever ask or imagine. It's always something bigger than what we could ever imagine anyway. So just start with what you have responsibility for. And then you become part of something bigger. Now, when we see evil around us, it is so easy to get angry because we don't know what to do. How do you deal with that? 
Uh, well, not very well. That's the first thing that I would say is that I'm the first to get, you know, really upset. I just got, I got, I got so upset yesterday uh, just, just because somebody else had been shot. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, why are people dying? Okay. You know, I just, it, it would just hit me really hard. But I think the thing I've had to learn, this is for myself, is that, you know, beneath all anger and frustration is fear. Because I really do, I, the older I get, the more I read uh, the Bible, especially John, the, the Gospel of John, the letters of John, um, I see that there really is only two things, love and fear. And you know, the Bible says that uh, perfect love will drive out fear. If you think about all of these other emotions, frustration and jealousy and um, embarrassment and all of those, these things, you can really at the core of that, there's a fear. So what I first do is when I start to get ultra frustrated, um, I trace it back and I, I, I notice and I go, okay, what, what's the fear? And I try to think about what am I really afraid of? And lots of times I'm afraid, um, I honestly get afraid that, uh, like I said before, that, that, that good um, is not going to win here. Like, I just feel like, oh, it's just not going to win. Um, it doesn't seem to matter what, we, what I do, you know, because in my mind, I'm working for the good. And then I read another headline. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I thought my little, you know, teeny tiny good was going to erase that headline. But um, I, you know, I have to think about where, what am I afraid of? I'm usually afraid that we can't overcome evil with good. And that especially my kids are going to get hurt. I think that's really where I, I get scared the most. It's like, what am I handing my kids? What kind of country am I giving to them? What kind of future am I giving to them? And uh, I feel really scared for them. And I think that fear, the mama bear fear in me, it actually is really where I'm coming from, is I'm just afraid for our children. Um, you know, lots of times for me, I'm like, you know what? You can take me out. It's fine. <laughs> but don't hurt my kids. So I get that. And if I can identify that, go, Tracy, you're scared again that God doesn't win. You know God wins. God wins. So I kind of have to name my fear. So I notice it. Then I name it. And then I can just allow it to come over me and not fight it. If you just allow fear to flow over you, you're actually going to come out the other side. The more that you fight it, that's when you're frustrated. So I just let all that fear wash over me go, oh, I was afraid again. Okay, God, I know that your perfect love can drive that out. So first of all, whatever I'm mad about, I try to find empathy for that perpetrator that person that's committing the evil, that whatever it is, you know, they shot somebody, they hurt somebody there, um, whatever it is. And I try to find common ground with them, which is not hard because I know me. I mean, but for the grace of God, I am them. I mean, it's like, uh, who I'm, I'm not looking down on anybody. I know I am like just one, you know, inch away from a very different life had God not come in and rescued me from who I was. So I find a commonality with that perpetrator. And um, 
so that I can have compassion. Because it says that we know that uh, that perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And I think, you know, God didn't give me punishment. He didn't give, he didn't punish me. He loved me. It was his kindness that led me to repentance. You can't beat somebody in to repentance, you know? And so I have to find, I have to, I want to love those people, even the perpetrator, like I've been loved. And so I'm offering kindness and compassion and love to the wounded and the wounder. Once I find that commonality, love has won. Love has won. That's how it pushes it out of you. It's like, it's amazing. If you can allow yourself to go through the process to see every frustration as the beginning of a process that's going to lead you all the way to God's love, then you'll stop fighting those times. Let them flow, come over you, name it, notice it, name it, and then claim it. Claim like God's love over it. I don't know. That's kind of how I've been dealing with that. Fantastic stuff, Tracy. Really, really good. Now, Tracy, I know you have several platforms in which you provide some valuable, consistent content. Please share with us, where can we find you and and all that you're doing? Yes, I'm so excited that you asked that. I started Simply Holy Living. It's been going on for about five years. And you can find that at simplyholyliving.com. Or you can join me on my Facebook group. Um, at Simply Holy Living, or it's even a podcast by the same name. And basically, I just provide simple practices or just practical um, advice, I guess, for living a holy life on a daily basis. And it's just a great way to get some kind of to figure out how to take those deeper principles of the Bible and make them sort of practical, stay at home. How do you do this with your family inside your four walls every day? Thank you. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Please check this out. Simplyholyliving.com. I'm telling you what she shared here is just a, a, a tiny piece of what she's doing on a consistent basis that will bring much value to your life and value to your family members, friends, coworkers, and those you come in contact with. So again, thank you so much, Tracy. We are so grateful for you taking this time and sharing uh, just some really, really good stuff. And, and thank you to all of you who are listening to our OC Relevant podcast. Feel free to share this episode with your friends and family. Our next episode will be coming out next month. If you have any topics that you want to learn about, drop us a line. And want to remind you, this podcast is brought to you by the OC Church of Christ. If you want to get connected to us or want to donate to the program, go to our website, occhurchofchrist.com, or through our social media channels at the OC Church. Thanks. And remember, the gospel is relevant to us all.